Okay, welcome to another episode of St. Peaks, y'all. Uh, my name is Leaf. My name is Tess, and this is the podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks every couple of weeks. With and the, welcome. With the oh, intent welcome. of recording. <laughs> yeah, we 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 really want to try to get weekly and we we were going weekly there for a little while but then things have just been happening life you know um it's okay though well uh, I, I was we were going weekly and then this um this guy showed up and he asked me got a light <laughs> a light. that's called acting did i get you for a second there okay, yeah i've been working because I, I told you about the other wink wink secret wink wink podcast idea i've been working on wink wink and i've been working on my voice acting skills right so, nice mm, very mm. nice wink, um, wink. If, if this is your first uh episode wow it's an interesting point to just join us randomly welcome <laughs> um if you're a, a legacy listener who's been listening for a while welcome back uh then you will know that leaf has never seen the tv show twin peaks he is watching for the first time Meanwhile, I have seen the TV show Twin Peaks uh, more than once. It's my favorite TV show. And uh, we, I, I, I summarize the episodes and Leaf uh, gives his color commentary. And we talk about the many mysteries on the show, mm-hmm. our favorite quotes from the episode. And we also pick MVPs. And then we rate the episode, how many fish in a percolator we would give it. Excellent. Um, yeah. I should also say too, um, to those legally legacy, I said legally, legacy <laughs> listeners. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And yeah, for knowing life happens. We appreciate you. We got a tweet that Ooh. I have to tell you about, Leaf. It's from the Blue Rose Task Force <gasps> podcast. Here, wait, wait. You guys can't. Oh, by the way, if you're on. <laughs> If you guys look us up, uh, you can actually look up our channels called Same Team, y'all. That's the name of our other podcast that's on a, uh, a nap time right now, a nap time sabbatical. Um, you can look at our beautiful faces, but I'm doing um, this <laughs> with my hands. And I have a, what kind of face would you say sour I've got? Face. <laughs> a sour. Her face was sour. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can watch us on YouTube if you like, and you can tweet at us at Same Team, y'all like the blue rose task force podcast tweeted at us and they said this is pretty cool if this like combines a couple of your favorite things twin peaks and gaming it says hey there did you know that the game firewatch are you familiar with the game firewatch i am i've played it it is great uh it was made by the idle thumbs team uh who also host a podcast called the Twin Peaks Rewatch Podcast. True story. So all, all everything's coming together. In case you're confused, Leaf, uh, David Lynch's dad worked in a Firewatch Tower. Oh, we, we've talked about this yes. before. Yes, yeah, yeah. You looked a little confused. I don't think you remembered that um, that little piece of David Lynch trivia. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's all coming together, and we really appreciate you telling us all about that. I am. Um, that yeah. game is on the Switch, and I think you oh, would like it. Maybe I should give it a try. Yeah, I think you would like it. And 
uh, our our uh, new segment sent from my guy phone. <laughs> Uh, our latest correspondence with uh, Guy Dudeman from It's Happy Hour in France, another Twin Peaks podcast. So much podcast love I in know. the room tonight. That's very cool. <laughs> it's like a real podcast love fest up in here. <laughs> Guy says, hi, Tess and Leaf. After I watched this episode the first time, he's talking about episode part eight of The Return, which we ah. discussed in our last episode. I believe that one's entitled... Got a light. Got a, got a light. Got a light. I'm I'm losing it, but that's okay. After I watched this episode the first time, I was on a two-day high. Probably my favorite peaks moment is Senorita Dido kissing the golden Laura sphere. I tear up almost every time I watch it, and I don't know if I could even tell you why. That's how you know it's art, right? Yeah. That's how you know you're like I'm feeling a feel. Like the part of me that doesn't like live in the world of logic right that's like made up the part of me that that doesn't live in the world of logic is feeling something and then the part of me that lives in the world of logic can't figure out why right that's why it's amazing i love that um i don't think of the globe as being literally laura i Mm. i like to think of it more as spirit grace compassion whatever quality it was that helped laura free herself from bob I believe the giant and Dido are putting concentrated good vibes into the world to combat Bob. Other fans have noted that the frog moth, by the way, were you doing a frog moth dance during our intro? Oh, so if we just have audio listeners, um, what I did is I, um, while we were doing our intro, traditionally (laughs) Tess and I would dance like trees. Somehow my dancing has turned into something new. Um, I was, I was, it is, it is art. And then you felt things. And then the logical part of your brain didn't know. Um, And I, I kind of danced and then, and pantomimed, like I was catching a fly and then I swallowed it, but then it was caught in my mouth for a while. And then it flew out. Um, I don't know, man. It was was amazing. (laughs) It it happens. Uh, Fans have noted that the frog moth came in through the window, like Bob did in firewalk with me that might suggest that the girl experienced some kind of violation that's represented by the bug and maybe the sleep spell that the lincoln woodsman casts represents a general denial that that sort of thing could happen there like sleep equals denial of course that's just one way to see it thanks for another great show sent from my guy phone thank you guy we if, appreciate your contribution. If we made like a little segment music, it would go like this. This is Guy. <laughs> Maybe if we keep doing it, I'll do that for you. Like this is Guy, and you're like, now it's time for this is for my guy. Real quick, sleep equals denial. Um, <clears throat> the Matrix. Um, what does the blue pill do? Do you remember? I don't know. What does it do? I thought it just sends you back into the simulation. Well, if if you're in the simulation, remember, you get a choice, red pill or blue pill. If you choose blue pill, it puts you to sleep. Oh. Denial. Yeah. Are you ready? Did you watch this episode? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I watched it last night. Late, <laughs> late night. It was a post-midnight episode I was watching. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. were watching that. You were listening to the Electric Easy oh. podcast. <laughs> 
Yes, real quick. I, I know this isn't the Electric Easy podcast about the Electric Easy podcast. Um, real quick, listeners, there's a podcast called Electric Easy. It's a, a audio drama. It's a, what do they say? It's a movie. It's a movie for your ears or something. Yeah, it's like an immersive sound design, a musical sci-fi romance. I mean, yeah, semi-noir kind of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it's really good. Um shoot i lost my track about electric easy oh i was gonna ask you because you're a little bit more plugged in than i am um pun not intended matrix pun um are people talking about electric easy not that i know of so weird right <laughs> like i feel like the, i went around and i was looking for like fan art right like there should be i was like i want to know what like people think vector looks like and this and i don't see any you know and they you and i should start an electric easy podcast electric easy podcast it's a podcast a fan podcast for the podcast I thought about it because there's only six episodes. Anyway, we're busy people. Let's jump into this. Let's jump right into People should be talking about this. By the way, Electric Easy, check it out. It's really good. Uh, this episode of Same Peaks, y'all, by the way, is sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> Bud, Bud Light, Light Seltzer. No, Bud Light <laughs> Seltzer tie-dye. If you like Fun Run, and it's also sponsored by... Um, Sonos. <laughs> Sonos. Experience the difference. <laughs> so funny. Oh, okay. Uh, this episode is that we're about to discuss is part nine of Twin Peaks: The Return, also known as "This Is the Chair." Yeah, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Yeah, there's because a couple, of there's a couple different chairs in this episode. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we begin with Booper walking back <sighs> to civilization. He looks rough. He sees a red bandana on a fence post, um, and I guess that. Uh, signifies to him that he's reached his destination um and then uh, there's a lot of jumping around in this episode next we're in an airplane we're in the airplane with uh remember gordon and albert and tammy and Mm -hmm. diane um who all traveled to see booper uh they're traveling back to philadelphia um but then uh they get a call from Colonel Davis at the Pentagon and um, he alerts them that Lieutenant Knox is in Buckhorn. And so they turn the plane around. I do not appreciate your language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Buckhorn. (laughs) Uh, I know there's also a moment in there where Tammy asks, gordon to be quiet she brings him his coffee and she's like can you keep it down because albert and diane are trying to sleep what (laughs) but ever ever since you shared your theory that you don't think gordon actually has hearing loss or isn't experiencing it to that dramatic a degree i'm just like oh he's just trolling everyone now (laughs) i think i think he could be like it's just the long game right you know true though then that would make gordon um I feel like that would put him like what our friend Ryan Dowd would call an everyday sadist. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> it could also lying be lying to everyone that he interacts with. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't want to also... believe that about him. But it could also be that he's doing this to keep up the charade so that he can then, you Part know, of his spy craft. I mean, he's in the Blue Rose business, right? That's Blue true. Rose, in theory, is what the most important business anyone could be in we don't know what it is you have to make sacrifices for for important careers like that sometimes for the for the for the good of the 
the nation and the world. Also for listeners, I, I am a bald man and I, I don't often miss having hair. In fact, I don't, oh, someone's coming in. What's going on? Let me reach my hand like this. And what do I got? Ooh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's uh, Norma. Mistress. Don't tell my wife that you're down there. Um, for listeners, that was my wife. She brought me a, so anyway, this episode is also sponsored by Magnum non-dairy ice cream bars. They Ooh. are. Oh, delicious. Oh, I'm going to open this real quick, guys. Uh, this is also, Tess and I made jokes about this earlier before we hit record. This is the ASMR segment of the podcast. <laughs> Get, oh. yeah, give yourself, give us a, a nice tasty bite there. We want to hear right. it. Um, <clears throat> Get up right next to that microphone. This is, um, this is a magnet. Is this funny? I think it's funny. You know what? I think it's funny. <laughs> Who cares? This is the, ma- I know. <laughs> we like it. This is. Magnum bar, non-dairy, with almonds on the outside. Purchased from Weiss. Mm. Ooh, that chocolate shell sounds delicious. So what's the non-dairy part? Is it almond milk, ice cream, cashew milk, coconut milk? So Booper arrives <laughs> at a, at a, it looks like a farm. And I remember in the last episode, Ray said he wanted to go to the farm. And I'm wondering if this is the farm. Like, I wonder if there's kind of like a bad guy HQ and that's where he's ended up at. Highlight it for me, please. Okay. Um, he has some friends there. Uh, do you remember Chantal? Uh, I mean, I'll never forget her from her brief appearance. And then, um, and then this, and this is her, maybe her partner, Hutch. Um, and I, I don't remember if we have seen, if we've met him already. I don't think we've met Hutch, but I think I know that actor. That actor has been in a lot of things. That actor's name is Tim Roth. Mm, um, I know that. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I, the first thing I always think of is the movie Reservoir Dogs, but I don't know if you've seen that movie, but um, he's a, he's a prolific actor. He's been in many things, TV, movies. First thing um, I think of when I see him is um, The Incredible Hulk. Do you remember? Uh, Spoiler alert, he turns into the abomination. <laughs> that's true. That's the Edward Norton uh, uh, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that's a, it's a, um, I feel like it's sort of a forgotten gem in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I'll never forget. I actually really like it a lot. Um, there's a line Tim Roth delivers in that movie that is like just a perfect amount of like kind of cheesy, but it's a comic book movie, right? And he goes, sir, how are you feeling? He goes, like a monster. <laughs> and I love that line. Like, how are you feeling? like a monster <laughs> and then he turned into a monster so um by know. the way i did um i was reading up a little bit about tim roth in this tv show and apparently um i mean this is 
I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I guess he, oh, maybe I shouldn't say it because the dog might get you. Did you see my eyes? Like, yeah, you shot right out of my I'll, head. I'll tell you in a future episode what I found out about Tim Roth. Um, you really want to see like some gross, like me looking the chocolate off the stick, just go to YouTube, search Safe Team, y'all. <laughs> it's not You're that gross, really right? But when I'm eyes. looking at myself, it looks really gross. <laughs> Um, anyway, Hutch and Chantel are there. They patch him up. Um, and then, uh, and then we're back on the plane where Gordon is asking Diane if it's okay, if they stop in Buckhorn, they're going to investigate an old Blue Rose case. And that is what gets her. Cause she's like, no, I don't want to, I want to go back home. And he's like, it's Blue Rose though. And she's like, okay. And I even guess. she understands the importance yeah, of Blue Rose. She understands that that's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was Coop's, I guess, secretary assistant for many do, years. Do you think they're talking about the Blue Rose podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. It happened. Um, and then Warden Murphy calls to alert them that Booper escaped from prison. Patients, right? Mm-hmm. He escaped. Wink, wink. We know Warden. We know what happened. We know. Um, Booper sends a text. He has an old pink flip phone that looks exactly like a phone I had when I was in college. And I'm not going to tell you how many years ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite a while ago and that, it made me wonder like why why does he have such i mean i guess the technology on twin peaks the return is ponderous i really think the thing with the technology is i think this is david lynch's way of like if it wasn't clear before like this isn't meant to mimic reality mm-hmm. right gotcha. you know yeah i think that's yeah. really his way of being like this isn't meant to mimic reality um, the text that he sends the, is around the dinner table, conversation is lively. Sends off no. that text. And then he calls Mr. Todd in Las Vegas and asks, did you do it yet? And he says, no. And then he says, it better be done by the next time I call. I presume he means, did you kill Dougie yet? Um and um that's what i thought too yeah yeah and then um uh he let's see what happens oh he tells hutch to kill warden murphy um which is interesting either either at his home or at work or on his way home from work on the way yeah Yeah. on his way i guess to or from work those were the uh the uh those uh, are your options and then Hutch tells Chantal to give the boss a big wet one. So interesting. <laughs> so, right? yeah, I mean, I'm not passing judgment on this relationship. Whatever works for like, them. Like, is Hutch a part of the relationship? Is he in? Good question. He's just sort of kind of standing <clears throat> off the side with a little smug grin while they, while they, while Booper makes out with his wife. He made or- me, th- he made me think of, um, ray smiling like that like just all mr chuckles oh, yeah you know, one time and then i, I love, love it too she like takes her gum out so that they can have like a, a proper kiss and then she and then she gives him she gives booper a parting gift which is a bag of cheetos which yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like that's probably like they're like their sexy code right like here's yeah. some cheetos wink i'm waiting for you and you know i'm gonna be nice and <laughs> 
Oh. I know, right? Oh, I well, think about that. I think about that of him being like, oh, I can't even say it. Uh, we yeah. won't say it. We, we don't won't. need to. We don't I'll, need to. I'll eat like ice cream into the microphone, but I won't subject you to that. I'm not a monster. Um, I don't feel the- like a monster. <laughs> at the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, the um the cops the the detectives fusco the three cops named fusco are interrogating bud bushnell um which at first i was like why what's happening and then i remembered oh yeah there was an attempt on on duper's life on dougie's life um and uh uh mr bushnell is saying you know there's no reason to kill him he's very he's a little slow and steady emphasis on the slow and apparently Mm -hmm. uh, he had a car accident before coming to work for Mr. Bushnell. So, um, but the, the detectives are like, it's very strange that uh, his car should explode and then someone should try to kill him. Um, There's more to life than cars guys. That's what Janie E says. By the way, uh, that actress, Naomi Watts, she had a birthday recently. So happy birthday, Naomi Watts. Hey, remember, so ongoing mystery of this podcast has been like, do you remember I told you, I was like, I know her from somewhere. Yeah, you said you know her, but you don't remember from where. Well, there's also another piece. I know her from somewhere, but I didn't remember where. And I said, I wasn't going to look it up because I want to naturally happen. And that I remember having a crush on her. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. The crush part? I figured it out. Was she in the Peter Jackson King Kong movie? Yeah, she Thank was. You. I had a moment where I was like, oh, that's where I know her from, right? That I'm pretty sure her. that's her, right? Yeah. Yes, she's a really good actress. Yeah. Um, I believed she was ice skating with that massive gorilla. I mean, I, I believed in the impossible. So, <laughs> thank you, Naomi. And Andy Circus, of course. Of course. Well, did he play the, did he do the motion capture for King Kong? He did. That was just the beginning of his transformation into an ape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he his so real quick Andy Circus segue. Andy Circus Andy tangent. Anyway, um his destiny is tied with monkeys and apes for some reason. So well, so for he was Gollum, which isn't really an ape. So we skip over that. But then King Kong, right? And then what Tess is referring to is he was Caesar and some of the other apes in the very good new Planet of the Apes trilogy, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War of the Planet of the Apes. But then also he did mocap for a video game called Enslaved. Very good game. That character's name, Monkey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, like he's His destiny is tied away. with, with monkeys and chimps, you know? Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bud Bushnell tells Dougie he could take the rest of the day off. Janie e, uh, says they're going to take him to the doctor. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, the cops have discovered that there is nothing in their system on Dougie prior to 1997. There's no birth certificates. There's no. I want to highlight that. And I had a cool theory, but it doesn't sync up. Okay. So well, I don't think you- it's. Let's hear it anyway. Do you yeah. want me to highlight it? I, yeah, highlight it. We'll save it for the thing. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to preface this that I haven't done any extra research <laughs> like I usually do. And 
Thank you. And like I usually, yeah, I usually reams of research. I I, we have a team of same peaks y'all interns that I have filing through every script. Um, Oh, we're definitely not lazy and never work anything and never look anything up. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, But yeah, let's highlight that and we'll discuss it later. The uh, the the detectives have a theory. They think maybe he's in witness protection. Um, that's a pretty good theory. How about that guy's laugh too, right? Oh gosh, that yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good impression. He's I think very, I turned into Eddie Murphy for a second. Actually, actually, I wrote. Uh, that's more of a. Hercules, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, uh, for listening, yeah, you're a very respected actor. I, I think um, your portrayal of Donkey in the Shrek movie is really moving. Thank you. Ogres are like onions. You know what? <laughs> Parfait. Parfait. Everybody loves Parfait. You ever see someone? <laughs> you ever see someone who's like, hey man, you want to get some Parfait? Nah, man, I don't like that Parfait. <laughs> Everybody loves Parfait. Everybody likes Parfait. Um, I did. My, I have a note here. That one cop is a real giggler. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. He thinks everything's funny. I also wrote down that is that cost him two thirty nine for the tail light. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, like, yeah. um, this I feel like kind of goes along with my theory of like, remember I was talking about in previous episodes about how life is going on all around you. Like just because we're watching this TV show and we think that these guys should only be talking about Dougie and mm-hmm. the 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 crime and you know the the actual plot of the television show that we're supposed to be watching. Instead, they're like laughing about a tail light. Um <laughs> one of the cops goes out to chain he switches out the coffee cups so that they can get some fingerprints and then a sergeant arrives to tell the fuscos that speaking of prints there were prints on the gun um and it's their old friend ike the spike so i guess Mm. they've been trailing this guy for a while and he's been spotted at an off strip motel and then there's this real slow push on duper staring at the flag while America the Beautiful plays in the background. And then a woman walks by in red high heels and he kind of follows that. And then he notices an electric outlet and he kind of gazes upon that for a while. Um, My first thought was, um... (laughs) okay, highlight it. (laughs) Okay, all right. Which part? Oh, um... (laughs) Highlight the flag and then the woman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, the Fusca, (laughs) the Fuscas go out and they're like looking at the taillight. Like that taillight keeps coming back. Um, Ike the Spike is leaving a message Mm -hmm. for uh, what I presume is Mr. Todd, and he's telling him, "I'm going on medical leave." (laughs) <laughs> which good for him take your leave you should take it well he's probably he's having a bad week he broke his spike yeah i mean yeah take come your, on take your leave y'all whoever you are if you need to hear this take your leave take your you know real quick um, and i know this is tangent heavy but you know what tess and i we spent like a long time not talking to each other right i discovered on youtube so i've been trying to focus on things that are um, you know, positive, which you feel like we would do automatically, but sometimes you kind of skew in one direction. Anyway, I discovered a YouTube um, 
it's a YouTube channel, but they don't have any content. They just make comments. It's called um, Tails Cares About Your Mental Health. And it's an image of Tails. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. From Sonic got, the Hedgehog. From Sonic the Hedgehog. And I've looked. So if you go to his YouTube channel, there's no content, but you can see discussion season. And he just he just leaves positive things about people. It's like, thanks, That's Tails. Really thanks for looking after me. Yeah, it's really sweet. Like I, the way I found him, I was, I was watching an ASMR video that featured a um, glass ink drop pen. It was phenomenal. Anyway, Tails was like, who cares about our mental health? Of course, was like, thank you so much for making this video. It's very important. And, you know, anyway, that's the thing. Um, At the morgue, everybody is going to see the body, um, Mm -hmm. uh, except Diane. Diane, by the way, I kind of love the scene. She's like man spreading, like yes. the way that she's sitting, she's like taking up a lot of space and she's smoking and they're like, you can't smoke here. She's like, it's a morgue. <laughs> like, if I want to kill myself, I will. <laughs> that guy's just like, uh, okay, okay, well, I guess we're going to go now. We're yeah. Good. Now she pulls out her phone. Mm-hmm. She's received a text message and it is the one that Booper sent. Mm-hmm. So highlight they, highlight it. I like the text message. You got it. Itself. I don't know. Yes. You got it. Thank you. Um, so Detective Mackley is walking them down to the morgue. He's kind of giving them a background on like everything that's happened this week. You know, the Hastings having an affair with Ruth and then his wife was killed by their lawyer. And then then they said they mentioned that his secretary died in an explosion. I don't I, is this the first time we're hearing this? I think it might be. I think be. it is. Yeah, well, yeah light, I was like, wait, te- I don't remember that happening. <laughs> just like the headlight, life happens outside of the scope of the show. Yeah, you, know? you would think that would be relevant information, but David Lynch is like, no, we're not going to go there. <laughs> so you only have so much time for a TV show. And sometimes yeah. you have to decide, are we going to show the secretary exploding? Or are we going to discuss this headlight? And he was like, you know what? This headlight is what needs to be in. Are we going to show a really exciting explosion? Are we going to have at least four minutes of a man sweeping a floor? We're definitely going to. There, there's another. Well, we we kind of skip. Well, I know because there's so much stuff in this show and our, our episodes run long. But I also like speaking of lingering. Um, I really like the um, what's what's Dougie's boss's name? Mr. Bud Bushnell. Thank you. Like the moment where there's like a moment where he's like, he's just looking at them. You know what I mean? He's looking yeah. and then he's like clenching his fist and he's looking like that actor's really good. Cause also that other episode where he, um, he was like, Oh my, this is incredible work. Thank you for this. And he's like <laughs> having like an emotional experience. And I was like, this is so good. You he know? is good. He's mm-hmm, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get some new information though. Apparently Bill and Ruth, had a blog about mm. alternate dimensions. Not important to mention, but yes, we've yes. got it now. Yes, it's become it's becoming important. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last line of the blog claims that they entered the zone and they met the major. Oh my god! Highlight it, please. You got it. Uh, the other important thing that happens in this scene is Constance and Albert trade barbs with one another. And I, I feel like they have very similar senses of humor. 
Um, Gordon and Albert. Albert kind of, is so detail oriented too. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he is a phenomenal lover. <laughs> I mean, really, ladies, think about it. And guys, men. Theory. Yeah, that's. I, I'm not even going to highlight it. I think it's a fact. Albert, <laughs> phenomenal lover. <laughs> Albert S. Okay. Yeah, you um, get it. Yeah, he gets Gordon, it. Gordon and Albert are talking and they're like, we, we thought that Garland Briggs died. If this is Garland Briggs, he should be 72. And I forget which one points that out that Cooper was around Garland Briggs 25 years ago. And this is really weird. Uh, Constance also shows us that there was something in Garland Briggs's stomach and it was Dougie's wedding ring. We've seen that before though, right? Haven't we? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, um, but we but didn't now, know. We didn't know what it was and now yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, and they say, we need to speak to Hastings. They need, they're going to talk to Bill Hastings. Yeah. We get a little vignette of Jerry Horn. Um, his bad trip continues. Um, he's still out in the woods. Literally, and, he trips himself, of course. Yeah, he is scared of his own foot. He, His foot, or- I don't know if his foot is talking to him or if he thinks his foot is talking to him, but it's saying, I am not your foot. Well, I was going to say, is it his foot? (laughs) I'm not convinced. It looks like it's attached to his body. And he even like, he tries to attack his foot. I love him like (laughs) lunging and then be like. (gasps) And then he's like, okay, let me try it. And then he goes for it and he falls over backwards. It's like when you have to like, try to like uh, capture like a bee or something. You're like, okay, it almost got me. Um, I am not your foot. (laughs) Chad, ugh, I hate Chad. I hated seeing him sitting in the conference room eating two frozen meals. I don't even know why that. What do you think he was reading? Because he kind of chuckles. He does. I I don't know, but I don't know. He makes me mad. He gets Um, a little bit of a comeuppance though, because yeah, why? Well, because Frank tells him like you're not supposed to eat in here, and he makes him move his stuff, and he's like, oh man, and then he's like. Okay, and I thought I thought Hawk wasn't going to open the door for him. A little help here, and he's like awkwardly. It's such a great scene too, because we've all been there where we're like we're holding awkward stuff, and we're like, I hope I don't drop it. It'll probably be easier just to make two trips. No, I'll just keep doing one. This is weird. Um, so I think that's like a little bit of comeuppance. He, yeah, he's an awkward yeah. Spot. Truman does tell Chad that they're not allowed to have food in the conference room, and Chad's like, "You guys have donuts in here all the time," and he's like, "I don't have to tell you, man. You got to go." And he packs up, sighing, and then Hawk reluctantly gets the door for how him. Did, how did Chad get hired? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, all joking aside, like uh, I don't think Harry would hire him, and maybe, I don't think Frank I would mean, hire maybe him. Maybe there's just a, a huge shortage of police in the town of Twin Peaks, much like in a lot of places across the mm. nation right now. It's it's hard to hire good cops, and so is it? I guess I, I don't follow the news. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I, you know, maybe they're just kind of taking who they can get at this point. Military service is um, experiencing the same thing. It's just hard to get good people who want to do mm. that job. It's kind of a thankless job. You have it's to a hard be, job. Yeah. You have to be passionate about it and um, selfless too. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to be a real a real servant. And both of those things, not qualities I would use to describe Jad. 
right? No, no. Um, I'll also, you know, we said take your leave, right? Also take your lunch break like Lucy. Lucy is like, yes. I'm not here, I'm on lunch. And I <laughs> love that. I'm not here. They're <laughs> like, walking by. Don't even and look they at me. they walk by again and she's like, don't even, don't even. <laughs> Now, what was she eating? Because I was watching it in my bedroom and sometimes I'm further from oh, the I screen. Oh, I thought it was a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, looked like a, it looked like a tasty sandwich. Did we already um, have the scene with her and Andy? Or is that coming up? That's coming up. Oh. <laughs> also, wait. Did we skip over the scene? No, no. Wait, you know what? I'm jumping around. I'm sorry. Let me just let it happen. Okay. Don't That's force okay. it, Leif. Don't force it. I'm pretty sure it's coming up. You're probably I right. I, trust. I couldn't believe if I had. I trust you implicitly, Tess. <gasps> I did miss it. <sighs> Leaf, I missed the whole page in my journal here. Now we're not going to understand this episode. <laughs> 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 One of those so shows bad, that like, right? you can just take 20 minutes out of the middle and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's I'm okay. Gonna- Listen, listeners, I'm not going to bother to edit this because as we discussed earlier, no. I'm too lazy. There's no um, reason to edit it. So remember, remember when Ike the Spike was leaving that message? Well, he's there at the motel and the Fuscas arrive and they've got him surrounded mm-hmm. and they tell him, he's like, we have your palm print. In fact, we have your whole palm and Ike's hand is like completely wrapped up. I'm wondering, did he like really squeeze his hand off? Because remember that. I forgot what, about that. What did what did the anti tree say? It told him to squeeze his hand mm, off. He didn't say it like that though. Squeeze his hand off. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Maybe he did squeeze his hand off. That's incredible, right? Yeah, I I. I don't know what's going on there. Um, mm. There's a beautiful shot of the sun rising mm-hmm. over the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department. And here is the thank chair. You. I'm glad. you know what? Thank goodness I said something. Oh, thank goodness you did. I thank can't goodness. believe we were going to go through this whole episode and not talk about this chair. This is a good scene. It's another great chair in this episode. Andy and Lucy are arguing about a chair. Well, I want our listeners to, to voice their opinions. Are you team beige? Or team red chair? Are you hashtag beige chair or hashtag red chair? I want to know. Take um, the red chair. Your hashtag red chair. Yeah. Andy wants the red chair. Lucy wants the beige chair. And they're like kind of arguing with each other. Highlight it for me. Okay. <laughs> Very lore centric. Wow. Moment. They're like arguing, but it's so I love, and you know, not to be like, I love the moment when I realized that it's like this is a parody of humanity right Mm -hmm. because this is exactly what it feels like this one well i like the base chair and then they stomp away and then well i (laughs) like that like it's not that different to be like well i like the last jedi well i don't like the last jedi david lynch gets it you know do feel like when you're in a marriage you have arguments that are sort of like this where it's like because what what ends up happening is Andy's like I want the red chair and Lisa's like I want the base chair and then Andy's like you know what you can get the base chair 
and she so what does she do she buys the red chair and I feel like in I I feel like in my marriage with Brett I can't think of like a like a particular instance but I feel like we've made many like compromises for each other in this way of like really what I wanted was for you to tell me that I could have what I want but you can have what you want. I don't really care. Like yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to be validated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny Horn. We see Johnny running around. Someone yells, who let him out? He's running around this house and he collides with a wall and it looks like he really hurt himself. Um, Have we seen Johnny in this season? No, before? this is the first time we've seen him yeah so good what an entrance what an entrance um uh okay that's why you don't run in the house right yeah this is such an important scene to think that i would have jumped over this oh i'm bobby frank and hawk yeah can you imagine like i'm just like what about that one scene that was important (laughs) you're like no i I didn't feel like i I just took a nap in the middle of the episode and i just stopped writing notes (laughs) they all go to see betty briggs which I noticed that Betty was on her laptop, which made me think about your point a couple episodes ago about how um, people of an older generation, there's kind of a stereotype that they are like adverse to technology. And you were you were applauding the fact that like, say, Doc Hayward, for instance, is like, yeah, I use Skype all the time. Here's Betty. She looks very comfortable behind that laptop. Go, Betty. Um, Highlight she, it. She. Oh, Really? Highlighting her on the computer. I got theory. You got it. Um, She already knew that they were coming. Of course. She knew that they were coming to speak to her about the last day that Garland spoke to Coop because Garland told her that one day Bobby, Hawk, and Sheriff Truman would come to ask her about Coop. And he told her that on that day she should give them something. And she she motions to the chair this is the chair and there's like a secret cubby in the chair and she she extracts from it like a small metal tube and she tells bobby and this is such a sweet moment she tells bobby that garland always knew that he was going to turn out okay and it was such a i love that so good as far as we know bobby today is a really good guy right he hasn't yeah. done anything that would make us think he's not he seems certainly like not he, a chat what's his name chad oh it's not a chad he's, he's not a chad. like bobby who was honestly really messed up in the original series he murdered a guy so um but now oh, i forgot about that yeah, yeah, that yeah happens. let's not forget <laughs> let's try not to forget never forget just like the incredible hulk movie never bobby. forget <laughs> Bobby is a, is, was a drug dealing murderer, a uh, uh, philanderer, um, just uh, a, a no good Nick, um, um, as my grandma would say. And and now he seems like totally reformed. He seems like a real stand up guy. No good Nick. It's a play on the word beatnik, isn't it? Well, sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So those those are some scenes that were in this television show that I forgot to tell you about. All right, hey, we go Tess, back. By the way, I always appreciate you taking notes. Thank you. Yeah, and welcome. posting the episode and making the thumbnails for the episode and everything, you know. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything that you needed to highlight in those scenes? I didn't mean- Oh, um 
they haven't opened the tube yet, right? No, here it comes. Okay. Okay, All right. Thank you. All right. So or they, is it? <laughs> they're, they're trying to open the tube and Bobby is like, I know how to open it. I've seen this before. We need to go outside and you have to throw it against the ground. See, it's this really sophisticated secret. <laughs> and then yeah. it hums and then you throw it again when it stops humming and then you can open it. And inside there's a piece of paper and um, the paper has like some notes on it. It's like 253 yards east of Jackrabbit's palace. Put soil in your pocket two days from now. There's some dates on there that are two days from now at 253. Um, And they're like, huh, Jackrabbit's palace. And Bobby's like, I know where that is. Me and my dad used to play there. I'm the one who named it Jack it's Rabbit's like a make, Palace. We're playing make-believe land. Yeah. You know? Very it's, sweet. So, yeah, it's this really sweet moment of Bobby just realizing what his mom said was that Garland always knew that he was going to end up in this position, that he was going to be okay, which is um, really cool. I don't know how Garland knew that, but... Um, uh, and on the back of this note, that has been written is um, the transmission. Do you remember this transmission from the mm-hmm. original series? And it says Cooper Cooper. However, if you recall, the transmission said Cooper Cooper Cooper. There were three Coopers, but these guys only noticed the two Coopers. Are um, there three Coopers in this one, or is it just two Coopers? Just two Coopers. I mean, you can kind of see that it's cut off, that there is another Cooper that's cut off. But these guys seem to just notice the two Coopers. So the sheet of paper did have three Coopers, but the third yeah. Coopers cut off. Yeah. Give me one second. There were, and now I'm having a real Hawk and Frank Truman moment. So there were two Coopers. There were three. There are t- three Coopers. One Cooper got cut off. Three Coopers. Highlight it for me, please. Okay. Thank you. So it's one of our lingering scenes here. Diane is out Thank smoking. Thank you. Thank you. This this is my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> this is your favorite scene of the This episode? is I know, look at you. This is This is I rewound it. This is my favorite scene of the episode. It is so good. It is so awkward to me. Um and that's probably why you loved it, because you love. Oh, I got some new. I, I'll off air. I'll tell you, I got some new good awkward stories. <laughs> oh god, it's so good. Oh. Diane is smoking, and Tammy and Gordon come outside to join her. Um, they're they say that they're joining her because Albert is indisposed. Um, which I have a theory about that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I presume that Albert is asking out Constance. Oh, I. Th- I thought you were telling me he was. Or he's going to the bathroom. Oh, no. What did you think? Highlighted them. Oh. Highlighted what's going to happen. You can guess. Come on. Do you think? No. Highlighted. All right. Hey, um, Tess. Highlighted. <laughs> it's so awkward because. God, I love it. And Tammy's like shifting her weight on her hip. Like she's like, I don't Tammy, know what. Yeah, Tammy cannot 
stand still. She's just constantly moving. Is it a heel thing? I, so I've never worn heels. Is it like you have to shift your weight or your heels feet are snap very, off? Heels are very uncomfortable, but she strikes me as the type of girl who wears heels on the regular. So that shouldn't be the issue. I think that maybe Tammy is like an alien in a human body and like she <laughs> just can't get comfortable i don't know but it drives me nuts i watch this scene and i'm just like oh my god girl please stand still i do you can't they, handle it do you think they told her to act extra awkward probably probably um and then gordon takes the smoke of the cigarette he's like i guess they're he's a former smoker and uh and he's like whoa he loves it um as a former smoker myself i related very strongly to this scene like I I whenever I like walk past somebody smoking I'm like <laughs> I mean you know what there's there's no shame in that because to me you you know my opinions on like eating meat and all that and I still like yeah. like Wendy's commercials it's like so oh. stupid I'm just like yeah. I see yeah. I watch uh, nature shows and like the salmon jumping out of the river and I'm like just jump in my mouth oh <laughs> and i'm like so i totally get it like like a bear yeah they know yeah just like a bear um yeah no shame in this game is that our new tagline for (laughs) no shame in this game speaking of bears eating salmon by the way it is fat bear week which if you're not familiar with fat bear week uh, I'm about bear, to is it Fat Bear Grills Week? No, I'm <laughs> about bear to grills blow your mind. Okay, just look up Fat Bear Week, and it's Katmai National Park, which is in Alaska. Every year they have uh, just for funsies competition to see who is the fattest bear, and you get to they they show you before and after photos of the bears when they arrived at the um there's like a river there of the brooks brooks falls so when they arrived and then now uh, like how much fish they've eaten to prepare for hibernation and you i mean these are some chunky bears and they're so cute i can't handle the fact that bears are like an apex predator and yet they're also like wicked cute like i want to hug them but um Go check out Fat Bear Week. It's like the highlight of my year. I always look forward to it. And um, you can now vote. Voting is now open. So please go do your civic duty and vote. I've uh, never heard of Fat Bear Week. My first instinct is that that would be like a a porn site, right? (laughs) Like I'm going to go to Fat Bear Week now and never tell you this. Uh Maybe don't Google Fat Bear Week. I, know. I don't know. Sexy um, Fat I mean, Beer. Sexy or, Fat Bear Week. Or go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, not, I mean, I'm hey, not judging. No judging. I'll tell you, first time I got an email, um, I uh, I was like, oh, I should get onto this email bandwagon. I was like, oh, people say <laughs> people say hotmail.com is a good website. You already know where this is going, right? <laughs> it's very important that you spell mail the correct way when you put in hotmail.com. As a young oh, high schooler, goodness. and you will go to a different website. Uh, oh my goodness! Um, it's uh, I'm uh, I'm Jewish. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who's listening, and we very recently were coming out of the high holy day cycle, and I kind of feel like Fat Bear Week is just an extension of the high holy days. Like you just keep celebrating. We had Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchat Torah. 
fat bear week. Just now, keep do celebrating. the high holy days are they always the same days or do they move like on the calendar? They they move because it's based on the um the Hebrew calendar. So it won't always end with fat bear week, unfortunately. No, but this year, this one. Uh, there's the what, chef's cast. Okay. What a finale. What a finale to the high holy. I mean, they knew. How'd they know? I don't know. I mean, the I guess, no, I meant like in the Torah and stuff. Like, how'd they know? They knew Fat Bear Week this whole time. Thank you. <laughs> um uh we get some another really great performance from Matthew Willard as Bill Hastings. Um, they really go good. to they go to interrogate him and he is crying immediately i don't think i'm gonna guess that bill hastings the character has not stopped crying like since he's been arrested um he's like me whenever i watch moana (laughs) 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 oh you watch have you watched real quick segue so many segues tangent have you watched the second season of love on the spectrum no i haven't Oh, there's a really great show on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum about people with autism. Who Amanda's watched it. She said I would really like it. I just haven't. Oh, you would love it. But there's um there's a very emotional episode in the latest season. And I was crying like a little girl last night watching it. It was so good. I, and here's a real tangent on top of that tangent. It feels so, for me, it feels good to cry. Sometimes, like It's like, it's like a release valve cry. has gone out of me and it yeah. feels so good. Sometimes you need it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you need it, man. Just cry and yeah. eat some pie. Cool guy. <laughs> Tammy's interrogating him. She's like, are you the author of the blog search for the zone? And he confirms that. Yes, he did. And yes, they did. Him and Ruth visit another dimension. Ruth, apparently as the librarian, no surprise, really good at uncovering hidden records first of all really weird statement like she always is really good at uncovering hidden records and i was like because she's a librarian of, of course, course she like, is. yeah it's so um, funny just i if anyone is listening and wonders do you and i have access to hidden records the answer is no the librarian the librarian does not know your password wink we do not know uh we do not know uh, wink wink <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have access to any secret documents. Wink, we, don't, wink. <laughs> we don't have access. Stop winking because you're giving us a bad name. We don't wink, have access wink. to anything that you don't have access to. We just are a little bit more adept at. You know, that's 100%. Here's another one. There, um, We don't keep a record of all your checkouts. Once no, you return, they no. are gone. So if you say something like, what did I check out last month? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Wink. <laughs> say it just like that and then they go but do you no no not at all wink (laughs) anyways the hidden records that she looked up told them if they went to a certain place at a certain time they could enter the zone this alternate dimension and they found briggs there briggs was hibernating in this alternate dimension and he needed he needed some coordinates yeah just like the bears almost just like a fat bear um he needed he's kind of bear-like as well right like his body i saw that body yeah yeah because you know what he's an apex predator and he's also really cute so um he needed coordinates and ruth found them and brought them they brought him the numbers but then there were others in the alternate dimension 
Um, and they were asking him what his wife's name was. Um, it's, it was a very weird description of the alternate dimension. I'm wondering, he says there were others there. I'm wondering if there were woodsmen there. I don't know. That was um, my first thought. Woodsmen. Yeah, but she asks if he can identify Briggs. She shows him some photos and he can correctly identify um, Briggs and um, he says that they gave him the numbers and then he floated up and um, his head disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. I mean, this one's an obvious one. Go ahead and highlight it. You already know what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, of course. But we got to say it. We got to say it. Um, and he said it was beautiful, mm. but then Ruth was dead and then he woke up in his home and um he was talking about how there were so many people in the alternate dimension and then he oh gosh he's just wailing he's crying so much that he didn't kill her he loved her they were gonna go to the bahamas they were gonna soak up the sun he wants i want to go scuba diving i feel so sad for bill hastings in this scene how did tammy keep it together She's a pro. Because here's the deal. When I'm at the library and a kid is like, do you have any dog man books? I can barely look them in the face and say, no, we don't. I don't know how she looked at his face and didn't say like, we'll figure this out, Bill. We'll figure this out, man. You went to the zone. I get it. It's fine. We got to get you a good lawyer. Yeah, she's she's a pro. She's frosty. She just can't stand still. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's got one weakness. Hers is she has to be constantly a perpetual movement machine is what she is. (laughs) She has to keep moving. Um, At the Great Northern, the tone Mm. continues to chime. And Ben and Beverly are still kind of wandering from one side to the other. I thought this was a repeat of like the previous. I was like, oh, are we just are we just reliving that moment? Um, But no, this is. They're still trying to find it. And they, they've determined there's a particular corner that it's loudest. Um, and I was thinking, you remember that Audrey had a little hidey hole where she could, where she could spy on her dad. You remember yeah, that? I do remember that. I'm yeah. wondering if the tone is like somehow coming from the hidey hole. I don't know. Um, that episode had so many hidey holes in it. Remember she had a hidey hole. There was a secret the shelf. There was here, a Yeah. Um, they uh, they confess that the tone is kind of mesmerizing and they mm. compare it to a monastery bell mm. um, and that it's otherworldly. And then they have this moment where they kind of like bump into each other and then they just kind of hold each other for a little bit. And then Ben is like, I can't. Which is good. I feel like he yeah. still remember I had a, I was wondering if he would stay good. Yeah, then. she tells him that he's a good man and he is. This show has, um, yeah, it's really interesting. He's a good man. And then we're at the roadhouse. And uh, at first there's like a DJ playing. It was pretty cool. And then there's some very troubled young women. Um, There's a zebra on the loose, apparently. Say what? There's a zebra on the loose, apparently. A zebra on the loose. Um, I I think these young women have been using... Uh, methamphetamines um, mm. 
and they're talking about uh, one of them is upset because she got fired from her job flinging burger, slinging burgers. Um, she's got a rash under her arm that's really hard to look at. Um, she's like scratching it periodically throughout this conversation. I wanted her to like put something on it. I wanted to I wanted to take care of her armpit yeah. for her. Like yeah. I looked at it and I thought of like, cause sometimes Freya will scratch something and I want to be like, don't scratch it. Let me put some lotion on there. And then what you do listeners, you put a little lotion on the spot and then you blow on it. Like, and I will hear some daddy magic. Oh, here's some daddy. And I'll be like, does that feel better? And of course it does. Right. Cause it's a little, I go, does that? And she yeah. goes, yeah, it does. I'm like, you're right. Freya. It does. Yeah. I want to do that to her armpit in the roadhouse. <laughs> does that feel better? Here's some daddy magic. There's a zebra on the loose, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that rash, man. But have you seen the penguin? It's, <laughs> it's gotta be like, is this just like a weird inside joke and we don't have the other side of it, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then um this this scene with the troubled young women kind of reminded me of like Laura and Donna in Fire Walk with Me. And I'm like, oh, this is like the new generation of troubled young people. Next generation. Yeah. yeah. Twin mm. Peaks, the next generation. Next generation of troubled young people. Yes. Yeah. And then um Au Revoir Simone plays the song A Violent Yet Flammable World. And wow, beautiful three-part harmonies, by the way. I love it. Lately, I don't know if it's Twin Peaks or if it's just because I've been listening to a lot of music lately. You know, the Spotify. I've been using the Spotify, as they say. I've been, I've been using the Spotify and I've been very much into, I realize one of, well, at least the thing I'm into is very, um, what do I call kind of semi-experimental, depressing music featuring female vocals, mostly where they're kind of mostly whisper singing. Uh-huh. I love it. There's a band I just discovered, uh, maybe it could be super famous, um, like Pink Floyd, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. Very good. Very. Uh, here's the, I want to say depressing, but very like someone would say, my mom would describe this music as, it makes me want to kill myself, is what uh, she would say. Would you call it sad boy music? I don't know if I would call Well, it's a, it's a girl, so maybe sad girl music. Sad girl I don't, music. Yeah, I don't, I, I would maybe call it sad boy music. It's very good. They have a song called... Um, Blind Doctor. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It's just like about toothless dentists and cops that kill and poisoned rivers. And I'm like, tell me more, Emily. Oh, and your thank you. And your friend, the soft skeleton. Tell me more, please. You know, it's it's very, I don't know why. It's and there's another, I think I've told you about this band before called Tarwater. This they've apparently been around for a while. These are two two German gentlemen, and uh, they do very experimental stuff where you're like, is this even music? And their stuff is. They've got this one album called uh, The Needle Was Traveling. Oh, it's so good. And it's so like Freya and I will listen to it. And like there's one called like um, Blood TV, TV Blood. Oh, God, Fighting Blood. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, those are the weird songs I like to listen to. (laughs) Check them out on the Spotify. Check it out on the Spotify. That's (laughs) S-P-O-T-I-F-I.com. By the way, uh, Leaf and I have. Uh, Thank you. That's a good segue. We're on Spotify. Uh, if you look up Same Team Y'all on Spotify, I think you should be able to find us. We've made a number of playlists, including our Happy Halloween playlist. If you need some trick or treat tunes, 
um, uh, and a number of other uh, playlists. I should there's, my, there. there's my end of the world playlist yeah. for, um, uh, for you to listen to as the world ends. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Maybe I should make a new playlist that's um, Leaf's Weird Boy music. You right? should. You I have should. so I much. I have so much. I, I, I love it so much. <laughs> I love it when someone's like, what? Oh, what do you listen to? I was like, oh, here, what? And you listen. And they're like, what is happening? <laughs> what, like, what, what, okay? is, what is happening in my ears right now? The needle was traveling across the dial. You're getting a little sign. He could hardly see it move. It took him to a region that he had never been before and had no right to be. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Um, oh boy! Speaking it was of not music. pain. It was surprise. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, tar water. <laughs> Leaf. Let's hear that. So many mysteries music. Man, I just miss hanging out with these ass. You know? I know. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And and for all of our listeners, we very much appreciate you tolerating. Um, what you know? What not tolerating, but going on this strange and wonderful journey with us, really. Oh, where's the music? Where is it? Going on a mystery. We gotta find those mysteries. Okay. Okay, I'm done. The first mystery you had me highlight was the farm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, theory. I think that farm is the farm they referred to earlier. Okay, that's what I thought, Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good, good Uh, highlight. What you said you had a theory that you weren't sure you wanted to share about how uh, there's nothing on Dougie prior to 1997. So let's workshop this a little bit. So my first thought, remember how I told you, I thought Dougie only existed because David Lynch needed a Dougie. Do you remember Uh, this? Uh Uh-huh. So my first thought was like, did he only start to exist when Twin Peaks existed, the show? But that doesn't work because 97. Yeah, I know. I know. That's where it falls apart. So anyway, that was the end of that. But I was like, why didn't he exist? Could be witness protection. That's probably the easy answer, but I don't know. Um you have something to say about the flag and the red high heels, maybe the electrical outlet that Duper was just sort of staring at. I think Duper was looking at the flag and was was thinking of of um patriotic feelings he might have had as an fbi agent and then he got distracted by dad ass <laughs> but he was looking at her feet it was well all i mean I, all i saw was <laughs> <laughs> i mean he could have got distracted by the feet too and then he saw the electricity anyway um, I did note that there is one other person who wears red shoes in this episode, and it's Diane. Diane wears red shoes. And I thought, like you, okay, he's looking at the flag. Maybe he's thinking about, like, when he, you know, became an FBI agent in service of the country and, you know, that sort of thing. And then I thought the, maybe the red shoes reminded him of Diane. Maybe Diane always wears red shoes. I don't know. Classic um, Diane. And her red shoes, maybe. And then, of course, the electric outlet. That's how he got here. So I'm just guessing. Like, somehow electricity can, like, exist in different 
like it kind of it can exist through those different dimensions you know like that's the conduit you know um did you have something to say about the beige chair versus the red chair (laughs) told me to highlight it well you kind of answered it already like so i thought that like they're arguing about it but then i thought that she i think the whole argument was just so she can like have him be like, you know what, you should get what you want, right? Like I think she just wanted to see that he was sweet, right? And he was sweet, and she was like, okay, I get the one. I don't really care. I just want him to be like, okay, punky, here you go. I think I would also go with the red chair. I think they made the right decision. I think their red chair is kind of more character. I am less chance that you're gonna stain it. You know that base chair was very light. I don't know if I have any strong opinions about those chairs, actually. I buy all of the furniture in my house based on whether or not it matches my dog's fur because <laughs> as we've mentioned before I'm pretty lazy and I don't yeah. get to vacuum as often as I should so I try to buy um I love a vacuuming a lot of brown chairs because my dog has brown fur I vacuum <laughs> once a week and I love it I love to look so what this is what I do I look at the container the the tube that all the dirt and hair will go and I look at it and I see that it's empty I'm like yes and then I I straighten up so you know put all the stuff away and the toys and all that and then the last thing I do is I vacuum and I vacuum and I look at the tube and oh oh it's getting a little full I love it like is you vacuum and you don't get anything up Pfft, waste of my time but I like to look at all the stuff in there and I'm like oh all that was on the floor now it's in the tube I love it I show it to Freya look at this Look how big the tube is now, Freya. It's so exciting. How disgusting we are. <laughs> I go, yeah, look at it. Well, it's all like skin flakes and stuff, right? Like, it's so exciting. And like, there's whole, like, whole, whole lands and communities of bugs living in there that we can't even see. You know, it's incredible. Like, we're the universe to them. Yeah. <laughs> Betty Briggs on her laptop. Yeah, I think she was buying the red chair. <laughs> Wait, which red chair? The same one that Andy and Lucy. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think she was also buying a chair. Thank you. Um, you want to talk about the text that Booper sent? Yeah. Um. So as far as Booper communicating with Diane, I don't really know what to make of that. But I mean, I think he's texting about that room that we saw. Thank you. Right. And the um, I was thinking like there's only like one other table that I really remember people talking over. And it, it's that scene, I think, yeah. in Fire Walk With Me, where they're mm-hmm. all sitting around the Formica yeah. table. That's what I'm thinking. Talking about Garmin. Formica. Formica. <laughs> Is um, this real? <laughs> or no, Pat. Sorry. This is Paul's or future. I love it so much. Did you have something to say about the transmission and the two Coopers? Oh, yeah. I was puzzling something out. I think there are three Coopers, though, right? So we've got, we've got Booper. We've got Booper. We've got Dougie. And we've got... Yeah. Okay, there's Dougie. And then, and then we've... And then there's Cooper. And then there's our Cooper who inside of Duper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inside of Dougie Duper. Yeah. So I think that that third Cooper that's kind of cut off is our Cooper, who isn't a full Cooper. Okay. Yeah. He's like he's like one Ooper short of a Cooper. 
What do you think Albert is doing? Don't you mean who, who? do I think? <laughs> oh my gosh, you think Constance is that kind of girl? Um, well, here's the deal. First of all, you think that Constance is the type of girl who's gonna make love to a guy she literally just met at work. I think Constance is the type of girl that when there's something she likes, she go and get it. And I think Albert is the type of guy that when there's something he likes, he go and get it. And I think they are both two consenting adults. We're not passing any shade over Constance. Get what you're doing. Get it. You know and I think I Albert's say- in there. And I think he's, I think he's playing that body like an accordion, baby. Okay. Look at you. All right, I, I'm you know I'm not a judgmental person, but I do you don't think you are. I do not think you should have sex at work. Okay, let's think about this. That's <laughs> unprofessional, right? Like that's a fight. Tess, Tess, it's a morgue. <laughs> You're right. I stand corrected. Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, you know what? I, I, here's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been. I've never worked in a morgue before. I don't know the policy. If anyone listening's worked in a morgue, tell us, does your work handbook specifically say do not have sexy times in the office? If it doesn't, we might have found a loophole. Um, anyway, in my head canon, uh, they get in it. Nice. Um, yeah, that's what Albert said too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice, Kai. <laughs> what does he say? Let's let's workshop this a little bit. This is like, no, right, that. That, that looks nice, Constance. I walk, in, I walk in the path of Gandhi. <laughs> um, I work with a lot of real knuckle draggers. <laughs> please, uh, someone, someone write that fan fiction, please. Briggs, I would read it. Oh, man. That slash fig needs to happen. Mm. Briggs's head disappearing. We both know. Let's say at the same time. His head went... To that place where Cooper was. And where we saw his head floating by, right? Um, I think he transcended, right? Look at you. You're like, well, yeah, like his mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so I think he, I think he, whatever journey Garland Briggs is on, I think we can all agree he's on, he's on a heck of a journey. I think he somehow transcended. He was in the zone and then he went to a space even beyond the zone. And I think that zone has a name. And you and I know what the name of that zone is. Look at you. Is it the White Lodge? I think Garland Briggs existed in the zone of no judging. Oh, the no judgment zone of no judging. Thank you. The no judgment zone of no judging. I mean, really, right? Look at you. Yeah. Got all excited. And then you're like, oh, he's doing a bit. But not really, <laughs> because he he is a man. of He's beyond, right? Like the final form of humanity is Garland Briggs. You know? Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers That's crossed. true. Um, did you have any other mysteries? That's all the highlights. Um, no, other than just to reiterate my favorite scene, them awkwardly standing. It was incredible. I, I, I did rewind it. I rewound it again. It was magic, magic. Anyway. Uh, Leaf, what was your quotable quotation for this episode? Thank you, Leo Wright. We appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you. Um, Mine is, um, I think I got the quote right. I didn't write it, but I think I can remember this. 
I am not your foot. Because <laughs> I was driving home today. And this is how, because sometimes I'm just like, uh, well, anyway, I was driving home and I was thinking about that scene, right? And I was like, I was like, you know what? Why is Jerry, why has he got to think that that's even his foot? Like, who, who are we to say, like, I own this bed and I own this. And I was like, who's to say I own this hand? This hand doesn't have to be owned by me. Anyway, look, you're looking at me. Like, I know you're like, after all these years, you finally lost me is what you're saying. <laughs> but then I was like, I know, I know it's a ridiculous thought. But then I was like, maybe that foot doesn't want to be a part of Jerry. Who's to say that foot doesn't belong on his own path. Anyway, that's my quote. What's yours? Okay. Look at you. Um, I there were several that I liked and I wrote down. Um, but you're I, not allowed to pick one. I'm sorry. I can only pick one. So and I, one honorable mention. Oh man, that's tough. Well, I'll tell you the one that I'm I'm picking. How about that? Um, so uh, in the morgue, and Detective Mackley is um, is catching everyone up on what's happened and he was like yeah you know this guy was having an affair and then his secretary exploded and you know the wife got killed by the lawyer it was crazy <laughs> and albert says oh. what happens in season two so funny <laughs> which i mean it kind of plays into also your theory about like being on a tv show and uh i don't know i just thought that was really clever i was like i wonder if they're i mean it was funny what Albert said because he's like man this is pretty dramatic but it's also like ooh, I wonder if that has any sort of like significance um let's see if I can pick a uh I think if, I think Albert if anyone could figure out that they were on a tv show Albert's probably one of them I think the other person would be Major Briggs too mm-hmm. you know yeah. to realize if I was going to do an honorable mention, this one's also Albert. <laughs> Albert's sleeping on the plane. <laughs> he wakes up. He just wakes up. He looks at Diane. He's like, I know. I know. F you, Albert. <laughs> okay, let's do a little Albert Constance role play. You ready? No, let's not. Let's do our MVP. Hey, Constance. Episode. I got like five minutes here, so take those clothes off. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Constance. I'm on a time schedule. Take them off. Goodness gracious. What am I doing? Oh, MVP. Were you uh, like, of course, MVP of course. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. Every time I, um, <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today. It's fine. Um, whenever I take a shower and every time I come out of the shower and Amanda sees me, that's the music that plays in her <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just, yeah. Embracing. I have had, I've had a conversation with one of my good work friends recently. And I, I was like, sometimes I just feel like a big, dumb weirdo. And Austin, very wise human said, yeah, I'm a dumb weirdo too. And I was like, sounds great. You know, I'm down with it. I'm down with it, brother. Yeah, that's true friendship. It's like, who can you be a dumb weirdo with? Thank you. Right. Yeah. 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 Who's your MVP, sister? 
I am going to give it to Bobby Briggs because um, I really like Bobby in this episode. I think he's shown how much he's grown and matured. And also he has the answers to all of the clues. Like Mm -hmm. he knows how to get the tube open. He knows where uh, the uh, Jackrabbit's palace is. Um, He's really coming in clutch with everything. And so I'm going to give it to Bobby Briggs. That's very good. Um, Who are you choose? Mine is a three-way tie. Is oh that acceptable? Goodness. I guess so. But, I guess but it's a, it's it. a three-way tie, but it's within <laughs> one scene, so that would make it acceptable. Okay. Right? All right. You know who it is, right? Is it the detectives Fusco? Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Maybe. No, it is uh, Diane, um, Cole, <laughs> and our girl Tammy standing out there. <laughs> Just dripping in like this awkward, like, what am I doing with my hands? Where am I looking? Am I looking at you? Uh, I'm looking over here. Diane it's, is looking right at Gordon. Well, that's the thing. She She's not awkward at all. No. Right? That's what's so good about it. Like, Because the thing is, awkwardness is, here's a Jeff Goldblum moment for you. Awkwardness is just like a state of mind, right? Like, if you're just like, oh, this feels awkward. Well, guess what? Surprise. It's awkward, right? If yeah, you're just like, you no. Know, made it awkward. I yeah. had this... Oh, I, we've had so many tangents, so I won't talk about it. But man, you know me, like I love awkward moments. And I just recently, I had a treasure trove of them. And I knew, I knew I was going to have them just because of the situation I was going into is typically rife with awkward situations. And I was ready to just like. Oh, man. Do you, um, have you ever watched a show, What You Do in the Shadows? Yeah, I have. It's really good. That kind of reminded me of the energy vampire, yes. Colin Robertson. Yeah. My favorite episode of that is you when, in awkward situations when they think they're going to the uh, it's the Super Bowl, but they think it's the superb owl. Do you remember? And he has the football. He goes, "This is the egg." <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I love that show so much. I love awkward humor. I think um, I think Office does awkward humor really well, but then it kind of gets to absurd humor near the end, which is fine. Absurd humor is also probably my second favorite humor. Um. Anyway, those are both good humors. This has been good humors with Leaf, where I just discuss my favorite types of humors. Um, how many fish in a percolator would you give this episode? Fellas, don't drink that coffee. <laughs> this guy. You'd never guess. <laughs> there was a fish <sighs> in the percolator. It's timeless. It's so good, right? Classic Pete Martell. I, I don't know if you noticed, the clip gets longer and longer. It used to be there was a fish in the percolator. Now I have the fellas, don't hold. And then I also include the sorry. <laughs> Look, here, here it is. Look at this. How many fish in a percolator? <laughs> I would give this one pie four. I would give that scene with the three of them infinite. But the whole episode, I would give it a solid four, which is still I, great. Yeah, I also give it a four fish yeah, and a percolator. For, for sure, of course. For sure. It was a solid episode of mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for going on this adventure with us. We appreciate you. You can spend your time doing literally anything and you've chosen to listen to our podcast there are millions of podcasts out there and you listen to this one and we thank you 
from the bottom of our hearts. We, if you reached into my chest and tore my heart from my bloody corpse and thumbed through it in the most grotesque manner, you would see a little note deep inside my heart that said, thank you for listening. (laughs) Was that it? That seemed like a really good place to end it, but I do want you to email me same team y'all at gmail.com or excuse me. Yeah, no, same peaks y'all at gmail.com um, and tell me if you're team beige or team red chair. Exactly. And we don't always say this because, because Tess and I have transcended the very concept of ratings and reviews, but please rate or review us. <laughs> we like the number five. I think our last review was, um, um 20 something months ago so we would love to get one please um (laughs) but also we've just gone done transcended the idea of reviews and ratings um thank you so much for listening whatever you guys do throughout your day just remember that tess and i we love you we appreciate you and um what was your name again f u tess f u tess